You're listening to the Salty Sex Cast with Pamela and Mariah. Yeah, and what's puberty? The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help. Hello, and welcome to the Salty Sex Cast. Mariah and Pamela and Andy and Brady are here. Hi there. <laughs> still, still coming at you via Zoom. Um, we're still, we're still doing the thing from the couches. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> trying to be okay with it. But anyway, we have had Andy on before. Um, Andy is a community ed- educator and um, considers themselves queer, trans, and um, was on our episode eight and now we are on episode 29. So it's kind of fun to, to go back and we still have questions. Obviously, Brady wasn't there the time that you came in, Andy. And so I know Brady has lots of questions. But anyway, um, how's life with you? We'll kind of just start with that because everything, everyone's life is a little bit different right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for... Um... Brady's question hour. Um, yeah, I'm excited to see kind of um, kind of the things that he was drawn to and the topics, and see if I can get any of uh, his questions asked, but answered. Um, yeah, life is interesting. Um, I'm pretty much an introvert, so I haven't noticed too much of a difference, other than um, I'm not traveling as much work which is good and bad um sometimes I don't want to be in my house <laughs> so yeah but yeah so so far it's been um okay um been interesting you know to kind of connect with folks normally and kind of do the things that I normally do within the community um but via the internet so that has been um interesting and it's really interesting that I I'm not meeting Brady um, face-to-face right now, but I just see his little face on a video. So can't wait for the day when it's safe to finally meet this voice that I've been hearing for a number of months. Love it. Yeah. I'm excited today, though. I want to kind of follow up with y'all and, you know see what y'all have noticed um, about the world around you, you know, maybe since we talked, since we had those convers- that conversation, um, you know, see what other questions you have, because I know, didn't we go for like two hours? That yeah. is a long one, yeah. Yeah. So, and we barely scratched the surface, so the surface has been scratched, so let's, uh, take off another layer of paint okay (laughs) yeah we did our guest last week actually was madison can can and they also use um gender neutral pronouns Hmm. um but also accept you know she and her um because they don't like they know the the world is still getting used to this kind of new way of thinking about gender. Yeah. Um, 
And so they're really relaxed about it, but they also present very female. Yeah, very, like, how did they share with you how they um, identify? Did we even ask that, Mariah? Yeah, Yeah, well, because, so um, their website even uses she and they um, Mm. almost interchangeably. So we were like, hey, could you let us know what, um, the story is behind this and kind of what um, we can um, respect what you want. And so um, just as a non-gendered person is what they have chosen. Love it. That's very so, cool. It was cool. It was really cool. Um, a stage performer who gets in front of people publicly and, you know, and it was just likes to bend all of people's um, expectations on what they think. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to laugh, but I just saw Bert's head pop over on Pamela's camera, (laughs) which is so great. So I have a Dobie right here who's wanting attention. Um, (laughs) This is the work from home life, right? Right. So, So it was really fun, but it's been really cool noticing in myself the power behind pronouns and how I second, uh, split second, will kind of go through really quick and be like, she, yes, correct. He, yes, correct. You know, or they, yes, correct. Like my brain wants to like ask me that every single time I use it or wants to use it. Or it's like, um, you know, they is a safe one. They is a safe one. <laughs> that, that is my safety. You know, I can, if I'm not sure. Um, or if um, I just don't even know, you know, I know it's someone who is like dating someone or it's like, this is um, a spouse, but I never found out like if it's a male or a female or whatever. And so I'm like, oh, your spouse or they, and I'm like, oh, that's a safe thing. I can do that. Yeah. Without making any type of assumptions kind of my little Switzerland pronoun life. (laughs) You know, it was really interesting because last week Bert asked me who our guest was on the episode and, um, you know, I was telling him just about them and I was like, well, you know, they do this and they do that. And he was like, I wait, I don't understand. Are they two people? Like he was, Mm. he was so confused. Like I thought that I was, being really clear, you know, um, but it just it just goes to show how like far we have to come. Yeah, and a lot of folks kind of rely on um, like the diction- dictionary um, definition of words. You know, like where can we go for the standard so I know um, what the standard looks like? Um, and in many ways, that helps us feel more comfortable, right? When we know kind of the rules and parameters to live and work and and speak within. And yeah, that's really interesting. I've noticed that that's been a big barrier in um, like my work that I do and interacting with folks is some of the the feedback that I get is, oh, well, you know, I've known they as a a plural, um, like pronoun, you know, for multiple folks, you know, in a room or whatever. And that's totally valid. And absolutely, you know, Um, We, you know, grew up with that being true. And, you know, it's kind of interesting, too, because we're in this really cool, like, evolution, um, you know, the the 
the mid part of this evolution of the word. And it's, it's feeling a little uncomfortable for a lot of folks because we're, we're, you know, used to being either the beginning of an evolution of a word or after, right? Like think about the word queer, right? Um, like that went through its own evolution. Even, you know, today some folks, you know, are still kind of in that middle midpoint of the evolution and that's where we are with the they, them pronouns. So yeah, there's going to be some, some growing pains and, um, yeah, it's interesting to kind of see folks shift um, the way that they're thinking and um, kind of, you know, able to expand on, on, you know, some of the things that they were taught, um, maybe the ways that they think and see the world. So, yeah, that's really, that's really interesting. Do you feel like it would be, I don't know, more, more useful um, maybe easier for people to transition if we came up with a new pronoun ra- rather than trying to reassign they and them? Oh, good question. Um, so, yeah, this is a question I've definitely been asked <laughs> several, you know, several times. So it's interesting. Um, you know, would a new word, would that catch on? Would people be like, oh, there's a new word that means, um, you know, something different, you know, maybe um, non-gendered or gender neutral or, you know, so on and so forth. And do you think that people would be like, oh, I'm going to accept this word and use it in my everyday vocabulary? Do you think people, um, would have less issue? I think the meaning would be more clear. Like if I was using Mm -hmm. that word, um, and talking to Bert about our guest, I think that if he had any experience with that word he would immediately know that I was talking about a gender neutral person Mm. but I think that it's confusing for for people when we use the plural pronoun because we're also conjugating the verb with that you know as a plural verb um and I think that's where it really gets hairy yeah it, it it can be confusing to some folks and you know it's it's something that we're may not be used to. Right. And so it's, that's what's interesting about languages and especially, I mean, we're all speaking English right now in the English language. It's um, an, a language that is ever evolving. Right. Um, you know, think about even, you know, the work that I do and, you know, even the work that Mariah um, has, you know, s- spoken about, is like think about how many of the words and the things that we do we talk about how the definitions have changed even think about in photography right so i was i think i was listening to one of uh, one of the episodes either today or yesterday i can't remember which episode but um pamela you were talking about i think you're all were talking about um photography and how different um you know digital photography is versus film photography and the steps that you know you go through and how it's the same kind of basic concept right is that mm-hmm. we we point a lens at someone we push a button it captures the light it translates the light you know in this case digitally rather than um you know on film um so it's like we're used to it you know we we know that when we talk about photography that we're generally talking about digital photography and think about, you know, how long it took for folks to kind of 
even transition their their meaning and their view of photography in a digital age, right? So there were some growing pains, and I'm sure, you know, folks using a digital camera, they're like, where's the film, you know, right? <laughs> How do I develop this, right? You just stick this card into a machine, you know, all that stuff, right? Yeah. And so think about, you know, there were some growing pains there, right? And it definitely wasn't easy at first, right? And think about how over time and the more that we um, talked about it, the more that we used it, the more that we utilized it, the more comfortable we got with it, right? So think about, um, yeah, think about how, you know, gender neutral folks, queer folks, you know, folks that use they, them, their pronouns, um, you know, folks that maybe don't subscribe to the the binary gender system. Um, you know, think about how folks, you know, like we have literally existed for like all of time, right? <laughs> and right now we are more visible. We are safer in many ways to kind of be like, open and honest and um, vulnerable and authentic about our lives. And for many, many folks, um, you, you know, y'all may, may not have had these um, very, you know, um, blatant, I don't know if I want to use that word, very identifiable um, queer and trans folks around, right? And so there's this like initial like bit of uncomfort, right? Um, which comes with any part of learning and any, you know, um, like evolution and growing process, right? And yeah, think about, think about the place that we're in right now, right? Is okay, so maybe they, them, their pronouns, you know, all right, we're we're kind of trying to figure them out where we haven't really used them. And then think of where we'll be in a year, in two years, because we're having these conversations, right? Because mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm on the podcast and the person that was on last week, you know, came on and, and we're visible. Like I am able to have this conversation and describe my life and to talk to y'all um, without the fear um, of necessarily violence as someone from a previous generation or, or people before me have faced. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah it's, if, if that makes any sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's. I'm curious if you were listening to some of our, previous episodes um did you hear any did you hear us say anything that was offensive or or anything we could get some education on I wonder oh if gosh. It, uh, I think it's offensive might be I think it's um will you enlighten us oh my <laughs> right. god ignorant is there is there anything ignorant yeah. that we've said <laughs> oh my gosh it's and, and I I I definitely like don't want to be that person it's like oh like you know where I'm policing your language your thought and right I am the police oh but like we, the truth comes out I, I am the we do the want to know if there's a good way maybe we can slowly improve um yeah. maybe I see it as a teaching approach. moment yeah um and maybe you don't even have to pull out anything specific but just saying like hey you know next time you're talking about sex toys 
maybe instead of just talking about, oh, it's for a girl or for a man or whatever, it's more for feminine personality or I don't, I don't know. Again, I don't know. So if there is something that we can kind of maybe shift or um, bring into more of our vocabulary or in more into that um, thought process, I would love to hear from from the expert. Oh, oh <laughs> the education heck. expert. No, just oh heck! Oh my gosh! <laughs> I mean, so <laughs> Mariah, I think you know me a little too well. I think you know that. <laughs> I'm always like, huh? Don't, you know, and like finding different ways. You know, just catching things and, and whatever. But no, I mean, like, think about this. So. I think y'all have a very, you know, interesting perspective and lived experience, right? So y'all are using language and, you know, constructing ideas and experiences in the context and the framework that you know, right? And I, I have noticed even in some of the um, episodes, you know, that I once, you know, I was listening to is it's, it's, I love it how even some of the things that you'll say and you're like, um, like Mariah, you'll say, oh, you know, that that sounds like something that was socialized or maybe something I was taught. And then, you know, um, Brady, I respect you. Um, sometimes you don't use the word cis appropriately. It means <laughs> it's for gender identity, not sexual orientation. <laughs> but um, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, I mean, like, y'all are, y'all are learning, y'all are doing the best you can. And I'm not here to tell you how terrible you are, or, you know, whatever, would, you know, I'm definitely willing to give feedback. Um, but I don't want you to feel like you have to answer um, necessarily to me, you know, but um, I'm always willing to um, help you and give you resources, information if you need. This podcast has been endorsed by the. Gentleman. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> we have a <laughs> double the reading. <laughs> you know, it, it's got the stamp of approval or whatever. I think like, I I do. The biggest thing is I don't want to turn someone away who's looking for more resources because they don't fit um, um, our language. And, and that's, I think I just want to be more inclusive with my language and even my own thought process and remember that there is so many other um, experiences out there. And I think just even this conversation now, I'm like, Oh, yep. I remember kind of, you know, just not realizing that this was something or um, I really, really love it. And I have, um, become a little bit more um, in tune, I guess, to how I treat that and and in, within myself. And like you said, I think you've said that first episode, just be kind to yourself. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, don't freak out. Like, everybody has those, you know, like, we are very, very much all learning. Um, and even someone who maybe is in transition is still learning how they want to go by, you know, how they, mm-hmm. uh, where they're at and their journey and things. And so it's like, we're all shifting and changing and then just realizing that it is very fluid, um, ever changing fluid. What's the word I'm thinking of? 
I, I mean, don't know if that one was the I best like, one. I feel like but. both those words are, are great. Okay. Um, but yeah, just ever changing and ever moving and, um, and being kind to that. I mean, where maybe someone off the street is, and I kind of look at them horrified because they use something wrong. I know that my reaction also isn't helping that growth either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, my husband, uh, we're working from home, right? And so I'm overhearing conversations that I probably would never have overheard on the app from his work. They hired someone new and in the interview, um, and then I got to hear the after talk of what they thought of the candidate. And, um, and I was like, oh, God, I never want to be in a fly in the wall when, when someone's judging me through an interview. But, you know, I, I get it. Why? But that person had said, oh, by the way, I'm trans, I'm transgender in their interview. And so I guess everyone just got really quiet and didn't know how to react. And I was like, I know someone who can help you. Do you guys need inclusive training? I know someone. And I was like, <laughs> okay. sitting there like wanting mm-hmm. to say something so bad, but just kind of, you could tell all of them, you know, it was three people on this call were so uncomfortable, didn't know what to say. And maybe made a joke or two to try to make themselves like laugh at that discomfort, but not to make fun of that person, if that makes sense. But yeah. it came off of being very, very insensitive. And I was like, this is disgusting because I know you have people who identify as queer on that team right now. Um, and then, and still, so I'm like, you're, how is this possible? But I'm like, okay, it's possible because my reaction right now, because I just looked at them that they were ignorant instead of just being like, hey, you know, if you guys wanted to learn about that, I have some resources. And like, I could have said that, but instead I was like melting in my seat, but I was like, they need that. That's so rude. What they said. Blah, blah. And, um, anyway, my husband's like, it's, it's a lost cause. They're not going to be changed, you know? So. And maybe that's, that's interesting too. And maybe, and especially the way that I, um, I guess I, what is it? Address or come at, you know, the trainings and the um, community education that I do is I'm not here to change your mind, right? Um, I'm not here to sell you something. I'm here to give you information for you to make informed decisions and for you to have that information so that you can make a, a, a decision, right? And, you know, there are many folks that don't have that that language, that don't have that education, that don't have those resources, that are going off what they've been told, what they've grown up with, what they've seen on TV, what they've been exposed to. Um, and that can be, you know, really scary. And it can be hard for folks because, you know, it's maybe, and oftentimes it is difficult to, you know, change the ways that we, we think or that we have, you know, thought about things. Um, for most of our lives. And part of that is giving ourselves permission to be okay with change and giving ourselves permission to change our minds, right? Because we, we do change our minds all the time. Like, <laughs> I mean, example. I know I, I was going to give you an example, but I'm like, okay, you know examples. <laughs> oh, I can jump in. Um, when I met Pamela and finding out about polyamory, I'm like, that is wonderful that you can do that I don't know if I could ever open up my heart like that like I don't know if I no, could you didn't say I don't know you said I could not do that yeah you said, I mean, there like, is that, there's that, no way that would work for me absolutely no way <laughs> absolutely no way that could ever and work I my can't believe was it even more more so like <laughs> even on the other side of the spectrum and was 
like that is so weird I mean like not judging but just knowing he could never put himself there like you know like and you say that you say that out loud I could never do that that is like something I can't relate to I can't make that connection with I don't see that and then this little thing creeps in hey what's that on your wrist this language and you see yeah exactly (laughs) and you see um uh, little hints and clues in and kind of like oh I I it's not this big awakening it is a very slow transition of acceptance of listening to what you need and what you um not even comfort not even comfortable but like what you're um like what makes you fulfilled and happy um and it was a very just gradual thing granted it did kind of happen in quicker fashion but probably because I was already in that mindset of I'm an open accepting like I can ask myself these questions and I can look at myself and these behaviors and um and look at them without judgment if that makes sense and and that's a training that's kind of I really 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 try to practice consistently that's a coaching training anyway a coaching um application but I think that has also helped me be able to be like oh I'm cool with this is acting so doesn't that make you question your assumption then that your coworkers could never change the way that they yeah that's that's and and that wasn't me who said it that was you know um my husband what he said he was like that's probably well they haven't met me yet so yeah yeah (laughs) that's what I'm like I know a person and it's I know online training online trainings they don't even have to like go in (laughs) like all these things I'm like uh he no longer works for them um this is a minute ago but anyway it was just a, a thing that I'm like can I drop this nugget of information for you Will I look like that person that's like at the gym? Hey, can I give you an, some advice as you're lifting? You know, I'm like unsolicited. Like, I'm like, how do, how do I come off as like, I'm genuine and I see a need. Um, but anyway, I think that was the one thing that I was like, I'm, I'm just not going to try to push it too much. But Andy, do you have a suggestion on how to approach that? Um, yeah. So I think you know, the experience that Mariah was, you know, shared with us that, you know, kind of wanting or even, you know, reacting to that, maybe rather than responding, right, is, oh, oh, hell no, you didn't just say that. What is up, right? (laughs) Um, That maybe, um, you know, it's interesting because, like, we know that things are, that that can be hurtful for other folks, that that, you know, can be considered wrong and, you know, and many other things, right? Not okay and not with the times, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and think about even how, you know, shaming a lot of those things are, right? Yeah. Um, and how many of us respond well to shame, right? It's oh, like, well. do I want to shame the person that, mis- you know, genders me during presentations and education pieces who goes out of their way to try and prove me and my identity wrong. Do I want to lash out like that? Oh, hell yes. You know, I want to do that. Right? <laughs> like, I'm a Scorpio. I'm like, yeah, my pupils are dilated right now and I'm pumping out for blood. Right. <laughs> but, you know, 
I guess like, especially in my experience and, you know, all these books and especially like, come on, we've all probably read a Brene Brown book, but, um, you know, how can we make a, a connection with that person? How can we connect with them and make, um, you know, that not only that lasting connection, but also that potentially lasting, you know, um, change or growth with them. How can we support them through that? Right. It may be, um, it's definitely harder than it sounds. Right. Um, and I think one of the benefits and one of the things that I found with the work that I do is, um, when I am faced with this, uh, and remember, this isn't always the case because sometimes I'm like, okay, get, you need to get the hell out of here. I can't even deal with you right now, right? Um, and I have to set a harder boundary. But, you know, most of what I do is I sit, I listen, right? Um, validate feelings of, you know, confusion, right? Um, again, we don't want to, you know, validate, you know, perpetration or, or violence, you know, stuff like that. But hey, it's valid that you feel confused right now. It's valid that um, you're upset. Um, it's valid that, you know, you're, um, you know, experiencing some things, right? And then how can you, you know, meet that person where they're at, right? And not everyone is going to be open to that, right? So those folks on your, you know, husband's team, um, may not be like, oh, thank you, Mariah, for sitting with me while I'm feeling this this emotion and being vulnerable. No, I'm, they're probably not going to do that maybe, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, what can we do to maybe even help set that stage? Um, and by y'all doing that, that is taking a lot of work, a lot of stress, a lot of trauma, uh, potential like re-traumatization, off of queer and trans folks' bodies, off of, you know, um, folks of color, off of, you know, these um, historically marginalized groups that constantly have to kind of um, stand up for themselves. So even you just saying that and sitting, you know, with that and meeting folks where they are um, is doing like a load of work um, for the folks that have had to, you know, put that on their shoulders for their entire lives. So... So give us a really practical example of like what words to use okay. um, so that you're creating a positive impression and those people don't feel like they're being judged or admonished. Let's see. Let's get a good example. <laughs> mm. um, okay. So I think here's a good one. Here's um, so you know, something common that comes up, um, you know, during conversations and presentations and education pieces with folks is, um, I mean, even the, the pronouns that we just talked about, right? It's like, well, why do I have to use different pronouns for people um, when I see them as this way or I've known them as this way or I, um, you know, I, the, I grew up to know that they, them, you know, those are plural, you know, pronouns, right? And, you know, saying, you know, that, that sounds, that sounds kind of, you know, frustrating. Um, that sounds um, like a, a difficult situation to be, um, maybe not knowing um, how to use these pronouns or, um, you know, 
things maybe changing. And I, you know, know that you probably, you don't want to um, hurt that person. Right. Um, how can I support you in this? Um, another one would be, let's see. So, you know, someone expressing, you know, they have pronouns or maybe someone else who's using different pronouns. Um, you know, I've known them this way. It just, it just feels weird to use different pronouns. Um, you know, I, I just feel really uncomfortable and, you know, those, those feelings of uncomfort are, are valid. And, and that's, you know, really hard, um, oftentimes to, you know, think about or, um, worry about that. We, we could be doing something that could hurt another person or that we just may not know, um, you know, about pronouns or, or how to use pronouns. Um, would it help if I give you some examples of how to use pronouns and some, um, um, what's the word? Mm. Activities to uh, practice using those pronouns. So, I mean, those are just like two really quick examples of, okay, you know, you're feeling confused. That's a really hard place to be. Um, and then what kind of support can I, can I offer you? Right. My favorite thing to say to someone is how can I support you? Right. Um, it's a language that I think uh, I picked up from you actually. So <laughs> that's so great. Um, it's, you know, and I, I love that you kind of bring that in because it's, um, you know, sometimes we worry so much to take the discomfort from someone who has been marginalized, someone who does use a pronoun that we aren't used to. And we're like, oh, oh no, you know, they call my name then. So all of a sudden it makes the person who, um, who wasn't prepared for that or hasn't had that conversation or training pick up the discomfort. So we're moving the, the discomfort from one person to the next, instead of just like you said, listening and validating and then offering a non-judgmental, like a, a, you know, a something without judgment and saying, how can I support you? Instead of telling you, I'm going to tell you how to correct it right now. Yeah. So and you get a, your discomfort. So I'm still making someone uncomfortable regardless, but I've chosen for you who's going to be uncomfortable. And that. It's like, okay, so it's not my job to take on anyone's uncomfort, right? It's not like, you know, marginalized folks, it's, it's not our, you know, job and it's not job of folks who've been historically marginalized to take on the discomfort of folks who, um, you know, have, you know, been in maybe a privileged position or have, um, you know, maybe even, um, um, been the source of some of the, you know, maybe oppression or, um, you know, um, negative things, um, hurt, pain, trauma, stuff like that. Right. Um, and it's really interesting too, because I can validate someone's feelings of discomfort without taking their discomfort on. I'm not, I'm not here to, alleviate your discomfort. I'm not here to, you know, um, make it better, but what I can't, you know, and, and what I can do, um, is, 
um, validate that and offer you resources, right? Um, you know, set these boundaries is I'm not going to sit here and hold your hand while you maybe, you know, cry or upset or something about this, right? Because um, it's not necessarily about you and it's okay that you do have, um, you know, some of these feelings that you are feeling uncomfortable and um, I don't necessarily have to take that on, um, but I can offer you resources or offer you support in a way that I feel comfortable with. So like I can set boundaries in that, in that moment while also, um, offering that validation and um, potential resources. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 Um, I was just thinking more as being that, that not middleman, but um, you know, someone who's now decided um, to make sure this person doesn't feel discomfort. I'm going to kind of put that blame, like what I had done almost a little bit and been like, oh, I can't believe those people were saying that stuff, you know, <laughs> instead of, um, Okay, I think I see what you're saying now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's more of like a three, there's three parties involved type thing. And I was kind of that middle party. Um, um, And, and I had realized that in myself, you know, that I had, again, put that blame and that more extra discomfort instead of just saying and being supportive and giving them Mm. that resource. And so it's, because I wanted to make sure someone else didn't feel discomfort because I'm sure they have, have experienced plenty and enough and, and way more than I wanted. And so in me in myself, I wanted to take more of that discomfort away and I wanted to be like, no, but I reflected that onto somebody else. Okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, No. So, but what you said also really, really just was, you know, validating and offering that. Um, I was like, girl, I'm taking no one's discomfort. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Um, and, but I did, but I reflected it back at someone, you know? And, oh, I love that you noticed that. That's, dang, that's very, that's very cool. <laughs> dang, dang, that's cool. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but that's, you know, I'm like, oh, as we're having this conversation, it's really like a parent of, where I had overstepped that to avoid mm, mm. seeing someone else get hurt. I'm yeah. hurting someone else instead of being like, I want to stop this cycle of discomfort. I want mm. to, how am I, what's the best way for me? And just having this conversation being like, that was not the best way for me. And that's fine because it kind of stopped with at my husband, you know, he was like, I'm not going to relay this message. I'm not stirring that pot, you know, <laughs> like, uh, uh, which was good. You know, but I, I, in my own thinking, like, I've had this training. I've been enlightened. Oh, my God. I love it. Thinking I I was helping. Probably was it because it would have brought more shame kind of thing or what just, you know, and I didn't think of myself that way. But I did, like, you know, there were some trigger words that kind of happened that I was like, whoa, I can't believe this is coming from somebody's Uh, mouth that uh, is, you know, someone I would have expected to already be a marginalized person and so that's kind of where I was like a little bit extra defensive and I had no right to be but um yeah I guess where where are we reflecting that discomfort you know and not absorbing it obviously we don't want to absorb or reflect it um one way or the other it's just offering those resources and validating those feelings yeah and you know what if you if if you can't do that 
Let's <laughs> vote. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that's. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you can't be the person that sits there and, you know, educate someone or you feel comfortable in doing that, you know, that's okay too. It's like you have my information. You'd be like, hey, contact, you know, this person or this may be helpful, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I think that, I think that can be hard too, is that sometimes it sounds like maybe you are feeling a little pressure too, to kind of like, Oh, Hey, I hear something that's happening that may not be, um, good. And I want to step in and I want to stop it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess technically it isn't our fight. Um, but isn't it our obligation to stand up for people that don't have anyone there to represent them like if we're, mm-hmm. we're the only one there you know like I just I feel like that's the ethical thing to do is to say something yeah you know, and even that's kind of um sorry Andy go ahead <laughs> oh no you you go my cat oh okay I was just like too. and I think that's kind of what um uh Andy was saying is you know how can we be that person that's standing up without um, causing more harm. Yeah. 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 And also, do what's, I mean, that's the perfect answer. What, what do we need? You just tell us the, you know, wonderful formula that we can plug and chug. We will be those <laughs> people. But I get it. It's really hard and it probably changes from every single situation, social situation. And how aware are we of our own limitations? Because I obviously wasn't aware of my limitation just then um of overstepping my bounds too yeah and like training in it you know feeling comfortable doing it and saying it um and also like putting our making sure that we're safe too you know if if there's a, a group of folks who are you know yelling and armed and really upset maybe it's probably not best for us to walk in and say, Hey, I need you to stop using that language. Cause that is probably not safe for us. And it probably won't make a big difference. Right. Um, in that moment. So that a lot of the things that you're bringing up to depend on the situation. Um, and, um, what would be appropriate, um, in this situation? Um, what would be safe in this situation? Right. Um, There is a guide that the Southern Poverty Law Center has out about bystander intervention, and it lays out a whole bunch of different um, relationships that you have with different folks. So a sibling, a estranged like uncle, a neighbor, a coworker, you know, um, and how to address um, instances of bias, right? So, I'm definitely going to send that to you, Mariah. <laughs> um, but yeah, even if it's a, it's widely available online for free. Um, but yeah, they have um, really great resources for stuff like that. And, you know, that's something that they talk about it, you know, talk about in there is that um, it can be really difficult to know when and where and how to step in and how to stand up. Um and it gives you, you know, some basic information and some literal, you know, sentences, things to say um, in these certain situations. So that can be really beneficial um, to read and kind of see, oh, 
well, I could say that, or I am, you know, comfortable with that, or that sounds like, um, you know, something that may be beneficial in this situation, right? That's awesome. Thank you. That would be a great resource, and maybe we can make it available um, for everyone to grab that's listening. Um, Brady, you want to jump in? I know. It's like, Brady's so quiet. I'm like, where is it? We have to reward him, throw him a ball. Oh, <laughs> I'm embracing my role as a producer, right? <laughs> so I just, uh, I was kind of thinking about something while you guys were talking about how do you speak up for somebody who is being, you know, misspoken about or the language is being used improperly. It's something that I've been working on this year because of all the books that I read and my transition into like realizing my atheism. Uh, one of the quotes from Christopher Hitchens is never be a spectator of unfairness uh, or stupidity. The grave will supply plenty of time for silence. So that doesn't work for everybody. You can't always step up and talk shit the moment you hear something wrong, right? You have to be politically correct or whatever. But uh, yeah, I just kind of, that spoke to me as you guys were talking about that. So I wanted to mention it. Can you guys hear me? Did you just say we? I th- I think what you were saying is like you you. I think you said something about being politically correct. I was talking about uh, I was talking about a, something that I've been working on this year is always speaking up when speaking up needs to be done. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, speaking up when speaking up needs to be done. Yeah, yeah. and then. You just gave us the quote, and then I did you say something about being politically correct? Yeah, Brady, you're you're cutting out again, pretty bad. Um, so we're only getting like half of your sentences. Am I really? Unfortunately, that bums me out. Only when it's like super. What you're saying is super important, right? That's right. the only time it cuts out. <laughs> that makes sense. I'll just talk shit the rest of the episode, and you'll hear me perfectly. <laughs> I mean, it's working right now, so perfect. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I always try to speak up to the downtrodden, but I've always felt somewhat downtrodden in a sense. And so I've, I don't have a problem when those conversations take place at work where it's like, Hey, no, that's not how we do things. We're better than that. Um, it doesn't always, I kind of work in, um, uh, an environment that it doesn't always come across really well in, but fuck them. It's time for them to grow up and learn. So that's kind of my, um, I'm, I'm, I'm the youngest manager there. And so I figure eventually I'll be taking the places of the older managers as they move out. And so maybe I'll be the forefront of the cultural change. But I, I feel like for me, um, my biggest concern is uh i i feel like i screw up a lot and i don't mean to and that's why i was excited to talk to you uh talk to you about it andy was that uh i feel like i make mistakes a lot and i get frustrated cuz i'm like no i'm i'm actually a really nice guy and i'm fighting your fight i just sometimes i screw up and so i have to ask for help a lot <clears throat> Asking for help is okay. Yeah. Asking for support is okay. And two things can be true, Brady. Two things can be true. 
you can be a nice person and you can make mistakes, right? So, you know, I love that you shared that with me. Um, and I think this is a big barrier for folks, um, especially, I think, I'm pretty sure you said, like, you were saying something about politically correct. And oftentimes that term is used to counter folks or um, to um, minimize, devalue, um, to silence people who do speak up, right? Um, I really, it's really interesting because the first time I did, you know, had these, uh, this conversation with Mariah and Pamela, um, one of the things that we wanted to say or talk about, or that I wanted to say or talk about is, um, it's interesting because oftentimes, you know, listening to the podcast and listening to y'all, you're like, this isn't a political podcast. Um, the personal is political. You're talking, you're women, you know, uh, Pamela and, um, Mariah, you're, you're women who are talking about your sexuality. That in itself is incredibly powerful. That in itself is political, right? Think about where we're at right now, that you have a fucking podcast. You're talking about Henry's dick. I was excited. I'm like, now I want to see it, right? <laughs> like, I've been hearing all these podcasts. What did I say? I don't even remember. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm just saying, you know, like, <laughs> listen to the podcast, I'm like, damn. And also, I'm like, okay, Brady, hmm. I've never seen you, but I'm really interested in this part of you that I don't know if I'm super comfortable with knowing about, right? <laughs> um, oh, oh, like, Brady molds. His dick molds? Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> we're just, now we're just talking about dicks, but... <laughs> There's nothing wrong with dicks. Yeah. That's fine. No, you can buy one at Patreon.com. Just kidding. Oh <laughs> you can't oh say happiness God. without saying penis. Oh my God. Oh my gosh, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's so interesting because everything that y'all are doing, this is, I mean, with the stuff that you've talked about, you know, folks um, writing in, emails that you've gotten, friends that you've connected with, um, you know, think about, y'all having these conversations and the impact and lasting impact that it's making right is that we're talking about hard things we're talking about polyamory we're talking about consent right these are things that people have not had maybe even the chance to talk about let alone hear about right so it's really really interesting too because when we when we hear that term like politically correct or someone says it to us in a way to shame us or invalidate us or minimize what we're trying to say or trying to do, trying to do. It's really interesting because the way that I see that term is you're using language that brings everyone to the conversation. You're using language that brings everyone to the table, right? So Brady, you know, you talked about, I make mistakes. Um, I, I'm a good person. I'm a nice guy. Right. And, you know, we talked about two things can be true. Yeah. And part of making mistakes is that, believe it or not, you're human, yo. <laughs> right. And humans make mistakes. Who, it me? It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. You know. <laughs> so one of the mistakes that I made, and we kind of talked about it earlier, but I wanted to talk about it on the podcast was, uh, and I don't know if it was a mistake, but I was speaking to someone who was in transition from female to male he identified as a male 
and over <clears throat> the course of I don't know maybe even a couple of years uh, as I would go into work I would stop at this person's place of work to buy stuff on the way into work and we got to know each other we had conversations and he had mentioned to me at one point how difficult it was to make friends and that he didn't have a group of people he could go do guy stuff with right and I'm doing air quotes but uh so I I thought I was doing the friendly thing and I was like dude you want to come hang out let me know let's hang out I we do guy stuff all the time me and my buddies and I would love to have you come be a part of that as my guest and it was like running into a concrete wall it like ended the friendship and I was kind of curious about your take on that because I in my mind was trying to be friendly and inclusive and inviting and it kind of it, it dragged the whole thing to a stop and this was this was kind of before it was a big topic in the public domain where everybody was talking about transgendered rights and and that kind of thing so it was i think it was sort of a an unknown for everybody at that point in time but i'm just kind of curious as to your take on on maybe i mean did i did i overstep my bounds what what do you think happened there Okay. Yeah. That's uh, an interesting question. And uh, let me finish my thought here real quick um, on um, like mistakes, right? Is that us as humans, we make mistakes, right? And part of making those mistakes is doing better next time, right? Is stopping that behavior that was harmful or hurtful to another person, right? And so if we, for like example, we've been talking about pronouns a lot, um, this um, conversation, is that, hey, someone shared with you their pronouns, that's pretty heckin' big, right? That this person's like, heck, you know, heck, Pamela, um, you're a great person, I, I trust you, I honor, or I, you know, feel that you will honor my identity and my, um, my safety, even, um, and, you know, use these, you know, use, use pronouns, right? Um, and part of that is that we make mistakes, right? And sometimes we do make mistakes with pronouns after we've been told or after something happens. So how do we, how do we um, make sure that we are changing our behavior in the future? How, how are we making sure that we are um, even holding ourselves accountable for that change, right? So, I mean, think of this, Mariah, um, there's been, I don't know, I, when did you find out that I use they, them pronouns? First day I met you. Um, it was, oh. I was teaching the class and I think I called on you and I was like, oh, she'll be with this group and she'll, and, you know, and I was just using the pronoun um, that I had associated mm. you with. I had never, we never introduced, we never went around the room and said, I won't go by this pronoun in any way. So we're kind of up and about doing an activity. And this is like the first hour of a 40 hour training. I want everyone to kind of maybe understand what this is coming from. And, um, and I have someone come over and whisper in my ear, trying to be like nonchalant and trying to make it a little more comfortable, I guess. And it was like, they go by they, them. And I was like, oh, okay. And I had luckily had, like I said, had gone through at least some type of training when I was at. Weber State. Um, so I wasn't completely like, excuse me, 
I've never heard of that. I don't know what you're talking about. And now I'm really embarrassed that someone's called me out. And now I'm flustered for the rest of my presentation because Mm -hmm. I don't know what to do. And I made this mistake. And it did hit me like that, but not as deeply as like, I made this mistake. I can never go back. I have completely just slapped somebody in the face with um, my own privilege or, you know, you know, whatever that internal dialogue could have been for me, you know, but it was just like, oh, good to know. Um, and then I did kind of fluster just for a second with my thoughts, like, um, am I going to be using pronouns at all for the rest of the day? Like, or, you know, my presentation or whatever it was. And I was like, be very, very careful, be very, very careful. And I think I almost avoided a few things. So I wasn't calling anyone on their pronouns. Cause I'm like, now we have had this time to introduce anyone with pronouns. And what if I use their own ones again? So it was that anyway, sorry, that was that introduction. Long story. That was great. Like, so you, you, you didn't know you made a mistake. Um, yes. and it, it took a minute for you to adjust your behaviors. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you did. Right. And, um, it sounds like even like the thought process that you're talking about a little bit is that, um, you had this internal dialogue of, okay, so I need to make sure that I'm not doing this, that I'm using the right pronouns, that I'm watching the things I say. And even when we started um, this podcast recording, um, you were, um, you know, talking about how you kind of stop and think before, um, when you address folks and, uh, think about the right, you know, the pronouns that they, they use. Right. And so so much now, so much. And I hear it and I see it and I'm like, I want to give people high fives when I see like, I'm like, Oh, this is great. But it really has become a conscious decision now instead of a automatic more. So I don't want to say completely, but more so. Mm. Yeah. So that's, that's cool. Like think about, I mean, that sounds like that took time to put that process in, right? Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. And it's, you do, you have to pull yourself back and be like, am I saying this because I like, why, you know, and you have to ask yourself that and, um, you know, and it's, it really does become a, as soon as you slow your thought process down just a tiny bit more. If you're saying they, if you're saying he, and I'm almost hesitant to even use some of that a little bit more now. And it's like, have I ever heard them refer to themselves um, as a gendered pronoun? Mm-hmm. You know, is there, am I trying? And so you all of a sudden try to go through really quickly, like a conversation, even when Madison was on last week, um, I'm like uh, going through their description and they used a she. So I was like, oh, she. And then reading more on the on um, the website, you use they. So I was like, oh no, I can't can't rely on my usual method of of um, mirroring what they've given me. Um, and so then I was like, I do need to now ask. Um, and so it was kind of like a, and that's okay. I can ask. You know, and not, it wasn't because it sometimes is a little uncomfortable. I'm like, am I offending someone even to ask if I can't in my brain make a, a binary decision on do you look more female or male, you know, and, and how I've grown up, then it's like, well, what do I do, you know, and, and you do kind of 
do I just say what? Or do I say, are you man or girl? You know, like as ignorant as that had come out, you know, I would never have wanted to do that kind of thing. But those conscious thoughts go through your mind. So I'm a little bit lost, Andy. Um, So can you tell me, was there something inherently offensive that, that Brady said that sticks out to you? Um, no. Um, You're the first person who's ever said no. To like what you just said about the person um, who you invited to do guy stuff with. Mm -hmm. Oh no. So now we're going to get back to that topic. That was just finishing a sentence that, Hey, um, mistakes happen. um, You know, it's about correcting your mistakes um, and how, doing better next time. How about, I think Pamela was asking about over the course of the podcast. If I said something offensive over the port, you said that I misused sis at one point and I don't remember. The con- oh, I don't yeah. remember the context of that. <laughs> um, oh, that's funny. Um, I, maybe not. I mean, again, like I can't speak for other people. Sure. Um, like I didn't find it offensive. It was, it was, um, it was like it's cute like you know like it's you know it's great to hear y'all you know use different terms and words and stuff and you know it really seems like y'all try you know really hard to be inclusive and really create a, a cool um podcast that so many different folks can listen to and get something from every episode right um no, just I think one time one of the episodes I was listening to, um, you you just described yourself as like a cis male um, and compared it to um, someone who was I think gay or bisexual or something. It was just it was just used in maybe not the right context, but um, yeah, no, it wasn't necessarily offensive. It was just like yeah, it was like. You're getting there, y'all. You know, you're get you're getting there, but um, I'm definitely trying. This I think, is see, I, this is right. I think out of the group, I'm the furthest behind, for sure. So I'm definitely trying. <laughs> well, that's just because you missed Andy's first episode. That's the only problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get the um, first stamp of approval. Dang it! Oh my and gosh. I, uh, I think it's funny too because Brady's bisexual, so I don't think mm-hmm. he would identify even incorrectly as a cis sexual. Male. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, yeah. if in his mind, cis was just like the norm so, um, sexually, that that is not him. If you were to ask me to define it right now, I would say that a cis male is someone who's like outwardly presents as their typical, like a typical guy. Like, I change my own oil. Uh, I'm not flamboyant, so to speak. Uh, yeah. I participate. Beard. Yeah, I, I participate in manly activities. I do manly things. I spend ten years. Yeah, I exactly, and and so that's the way I imagined. Cis. Dude, do you have to change your own oil to be a cisgendered male? Not, not <laughs> then neither of my men qualify. Not in oh, twenty twenty. <laughs> not in twenty twenty. But it's so. I, I mean, I just I, I I guess that was to me the definition of cis was sort of like masculine presenting. You would assume he. Cuts down trees and sleeps with women. 
I love that you have to just throw those little nuggets of like change your oil, cuts down trees, but it does again show us where our brain wants to just categorize things really, really quickly. Right. And, right. 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 And right now we're just we're just erasing some of those lines in the boxes, uh, and and putting it uh, on a continuum instead of yeah yeah i really think so and then and just kind of realizing that i am putting so many things in boxes and it's totally okay and even just my own mm, shows that tattoo again (laughs) (laughs) anyway uh, my own growth and things even in my let's throw something super safe out there like food you know that i'm like ew, i'd never eat like um what do they call them uh mountain oysters rocky mountain oysters oh rocky mountain oysters rocky mountain oysters yeah i'm like that's disgusting i never fucking eat that but honestly <laughs> if no one ever told me what they were and i kind of went in with an open like eh, maybe i would eat those kind of thing they're not that however bad. yeah i'm just throwing something super like yeah yeah exactly um but it, it is funny how much you start kind of noticing little things and you want to make celebrate the little things too. Um, I went to a, an, an, uh, a performance uh, for aerial performers and the, uh, the MC, is that what you call them, Brady? Person who's like announcing and introducing people and kind of yeah. doing like missing. The MC. Um, yeah. yeah, asked for, cause uh, they were, he was saying uh, that he wanted a, he's like, I keep saying lady, ladies and gentlemen, but I want to change that, you know, like I need, I'm trying to, so he was asking input from the crowd of like, what's, what's some gender, like non-gendered way to, to talk to the crowd. And he's like, I don't want to say, Hey audience every time or, or what's up folks or whatever, but somebody yelled out ladies. So they, it it was gentle thems. I love it. That's so awesome. Like, I just (laughs) love how so many people have become creative. Take away that. They've creatively erased that that box. You know, like, I just agree. We're, you know, just those little slow things. And I thought it was just fun little. That came from the performer. They, they, these, they, these, and gentlemen came from the, one of the performers when we were at that show. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't remember who shouted it out. I had, um, you know, we had purchased a nice VIP table. They brought me wine. I was. <laughs> I wore a bright red suit. That's fun. Yeah. Oh, I'd like to see that. It was. Uh, it was pretty awesome. I'll see if I have a yeah. picture. As I just kind of wanted to talk about a little bit of you know that growth and those slow changes and just again words and when you start hearing them more it makes that closer connection it's easier to pull on them in your brain when you have that conversation um and it doesn't have to be this scary or this super proper training that andy comes with a powerpoint and you get a piece of paper signed that you are gender <laughs> yeah i don't know clue what kind of training you'd get a little piece of paper for but it just basically um, says that you attended yeah right you know but I'm just I just wanted to kind of point that out for those who are just listening who maybe still disagree with a lot of things we're saying but you're listening and so um for the members so thank you yeah and that's 
kind of interesting too because like um you know trans folks queer folks um we just have more visibility now um you know there isn't you know quote unquote more of us (laughs) right um than there was like 50 years ago we just now can walk down the street um in you know many places and be able to live a little bit more open and not have to control so many things so it's there's going to be a time for learning and um you know i hope especially the folks that are listening and the folks that are you know watching is that um you know take take a second and kind of do like an inventory of you know kind of what thoughts have come up during this episode and even in y'all's other episodes like what thoughts and feelings are coming up you know um maybe there is a question that I want to ask or, you know, more information that um, I'd like to get, but yeah, just take a step back. What are you thinking? What are you feeling? Right. Write it down. Think about it, whatever. And that can help you um, kind of eliminate some of these barriers um, to connecting um, with other folks too. Love Thank you so much, Andy, for just always coming on. And, um, you know, we're, we're even asking you to be harsh and be like, tell us what we've done wrong. You give that slap in the hand. We won't oh my do gosh. it. And you're being like, just be in your feelings and I will validate and we will get the, through this. And just, you know, and I just, that's truly what we need. And just like, you know, Brady kind of said something and he's like, I want to fight that fight. I want to stand up for people. Um, but almost is it a, I don't even want to say it is a, is it a fight? It is. Um, but do we need someone, uh, more people up in arms against others that are already up in arms? You know, like we can be putting daisies inside, um, barrel gun barrels kind of thing. And it can still be as effective without having to fight, um, just as aggressively, I think is what I'm trying to come off as, um, trying to, whatever it's now not even just words it's like whole thought processes I was like I was saying something and um somebody was laughing about it when I was telling them I have anomic aphasia and they're like you sure you just don't smoke a lot of pot and I was like I promise <laughs> I wish I could blame it on something like that at least I have something to blame oh my gosh but yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, any last questions for Andy Brady? Oh, Brady? do we want to try and answer your question, Brady? Oh, I'm yeah. So we go. I'm just curious. I'm just curious where you think I went wrong. I mean, because I felt like I felt comfortable and safe. I like he had had conversations with me about the difficulties of transition, starting hormone therapy, saving up for the surgeries, all that kind of stuff. We had conversations about that stuff. I felt like. I knew this person very well and I felt very safe and in, and in the idea of inviting them to something like that. Um, and then, Can I make a suggestion before Andy does? Sure. Of course. Because Andy's is going to be better than mine, but um, <laughs> I, you know, a couple of things. So it's possible that, that he stopped talking to you for a completely different reason. Mm-hmm right then then you inviting him to be your bro sure um you know and 
And so second part to that is why not reach out to him and, and just ask like, Hey, Hey man, I really want to be your friend and I really want to get this right. Um, is there anything that I did to offend you that I could apologize for? Cause I'd, I'd like to apologize. I've gone back and, uh, he doesn't work there anymore. Oh, bummer. Yeah. So if you're listening and you happen to know this person, <laughs> Brady wants to be reunited with his friend. Um, no, but I, I, before Andy again, jumps in too with probably a better, more. Oh my gosh. What? Are y'all <laughs> self-shaming yourself? Oh, you're, you're better than that. No, it's just, you know, it is, um, you know, you can set a couple of things like you felt safe asking, you felt safe asking. Um, what did he feel safe? You just invited him to a bros night, probably at your place, which is a field. So yeah, no, I'm just kidding. But I'm like, it could be a very unsafe for that person. They may think you're, you're putting on a farce or, you know, you're acting this way. So then you can actually hurt them because you don't agree with that. Um, you know, that's what I was like, our, our, my thought process went to, I'm like, but would I go out to that? But it sounds like great. It sounds like Brady's been really like accepting and supportive of this person, and he is like Brady's a really nice person, and and when and you know he's quite genuine, um, face to face. And I don't know if that comes off of on podcast, but I don't know. I've been able to trust Brady quickly. We, me, and him had had long conversations. So and Yeah. yeah, you're right. When I when I say that, I felt safe. Um, I mean that in the sense that I felt comfortable with our friendship to even invite them into my life to begin with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, no, and, and to, to be honest with you, I wasn't thinking about his perspective of it. And at the time, I had not read anything in the news about, you know, the violence towards transgendered people uh, at all. I didn't even know. Like, it, to me, it wasn't a thing. I, it wasn't on my radar. I wasn't thinking about um, he might have felt like he was at risk. Yeah, and so I mean, maybe maybe that had something to do with it, but it was like, you know, we had hit a wall when I when I made that that gesture, and I and I and I did it with, uh, you know, all sincerity. I was like, hey, you know, I mean, if you're interested in hanging out with more guys as guy friends, let's do that. I'll I'll hang out with you. So and and that was, like I say, it, it was a super abrupt end ending. That's important. I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm going to try again with someone else, I'm sure. <laughs> well, Andy, do you have a, a response? I think y'all pretty much said it. Is that oh. it, it honestly, it may not have been anything that had to do with you. Um, someone once said to me, um, I tend to get pretty um, hard on myself after trainings and presentations, I mull over everything and I ruminate on what went right, what went wrong, the things that I said, the things that I didn't say, you know, and I had someone say to me once, um, you're just not that important. And that was like, you know, at first you're like, oh, it, it fucking excuse me. Right? <laughs> I have been told I am a beautiful, yes. <laughs> I'm special and a unique flower, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But hearing her say that you're just not that important, 
um, made sense to me in a way that um, you your interaction may not have made that big of an impact to where that they, you know, that he felt like he had to stop talking to you and it could have been a hundred, hundred different things. Right. So y'all literally just said it perfectly, I think. And we can't speak for this person. It could be literally anything, but, um, we just don't know. (laughs) Um, but you did say something earlier that, um, making those friendships are hard Um, how can we come off as we are genuine and we would love to have you part of our friend group or you know and um you know is there any way that we can kind of um support others in that friendship that's a good question I think it, you know, goes back to how is our interaction with them? Um, Are we, you know, listening to that person? Even being, are we validating, right? Are we connecting with that person? Um, You know, do we seem genuine? I know that's, that's really hard. Like, how do you operationally define genuine, right? And it's hard. It's hard. Um, We know when we see someone genuine or we interact with someone genuine um but i think that's a big part of it too is you know coming off as as genuine um can i interject here that i feel like if you are doing everything you can um in good conscience to be supportive and be fair and be ethical in your behavior um, towards all human beings that, you know, like basically if you're doing your best, I don't think you should carry around guilt. Like, and I don't know if you've been doing this Brady, but like, um, I don't think that, that you should, um, you know, keep going back to, to that moment in your mind and, and worrying over, you know, what might've happened or what his, perception of things might have been or if you were offensive if you weren't trying to be offensive right because there was no malice at all in what you did and so i certainly um, don't i don't carry guilt about it sorry go ahead oh yeah no that's that's great oh guys i think i lost you Coming back. Okay. Oh no. I got you back. Bye. Ghost Brady. I heard you for a second. Go ahead and continue. Okay. Okay. Continue. Okay. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm glad that you don't feel um, any guilt over it. I just I don't think that you know Andy was saying it's it's hard to gauge. Um, if we're coming off as genuine, I don't think that should matter. What should matter is if we are genuine, if we're trying <laughs> to be. Um... You know, it's like we, we know we're being genuine. Um, and, and, and I can go to sleep 
knowing that, that like, I, I didn't mean any, um, harm to somebody, um, that way. And so it's just kind of being kinder to ourselves and honestly, and being kinder to yourself leaves you more open to those newer experiences, um, to get closer to being more, um, accepting and supportive and things I've kind of I've noticed that for myself at least I don't I know if anyone else can relate but um yeah any any last thoughts on kind of some of that Andy we're just gonna have to have you on a continual cycle because we just <laughs> run out of time and have every many episodes yes yeah <laughs> can we Gosh. schedule out a few weeks you know but um I love it. Thank you always so much for being willing to come on and chat with us. It's been. Of course. Of course. Yeah. I, I think genuine, you know, connection and stuff. And um, like Pamela was saying, there's not like, you know, too much you can do necessarily. Um, but I think a big thing, something that's really important. Um, well, I'm just like, let me collect my thoughts here okay this is what I'm trying to say um I do want to say that um impact does not or intent does not equal impact intent does not equal impact right and so um we may intend to do something nice or want to connect with someone um but that impact of our words or our behavior can be different for that person and that's valid and real and um, sometimes that can be hard, especially with maybe the situation that Brady was talking about, is that our intent was, you know, well, was just, was positive, and maybe the impact wasn't, right? Or maybe that person just, you know, wanted to do their own thing. Um, but, but yeah, um, fuck, what the fuck am I trying to I just like zoned out. I was like going somewhere and then I just fucking zoned out. Oh, yeah. It's the COVID void. It just eats up your conscious thoughts. I better not goddamn have COVID. Like, no. No, no. <laughs> it's because of we're in like quarantine. I'll call it that. Quarantine void. Okay. I'm like, because I heard like that's what one of the things was. Is oh, that you you get, um, you. <laughs> you're all like confusion and shit. I'm like, real right. Real great. I have no other. Um, <laughs> symptoms, but I can't form a sentence. You have the strong urge yeah. to keep your podcast going, so you do it over Zoom. That's one of the symptoms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, valid. Yeah. Yeah. Intent doesn't equal impact. Um, and, you know, we can do the best we can to connect with people um, and keep on um, just trying to do better. Thank you. Thank you so much, Andy. Thanks. Yeah. Love it. Of um, so, hey, anyone who wants to join in on the conversation, uh, they can reach us at saltysexcast at gmail.com, or you can find us on Twitter at saltysexcast. We're also available on Patreon, where we have some special ven- uh, benefits for our Patreons. You can, f- or our patrons, excuse me. You can find us at patreon.com forward slash saltysexcast. Don't use the search bar because we are adult content. So please type it into your, your browser, patreon.com forward slash saltysexcast. Yeah, we're, we're banned on searches because we have sex in the name. So <laughs> we're salty about that. 
<laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely please uh, join our Patreon community because um, on there you can you can actually see this video that we're recording um, of our episodes. So you can see Mariah's tattoo that we were referencing <laughs> <all> episode. <laughs> and um, and then of course, you know, you'll have access to Mariah's margarita recipe and which um, is worth it alone. That right there. Yeah. All the other stuff, Mariah's met, get the margaritas. Yeah. If you find value in this podcast, please share it with friends. Um, again, we're really just trying to give that accessible information to someone um, in a self-exploration and, you know, just asking yourself these questions. You don't have to have this face-to-face discussion with somebody that makes it really uncomfortable. You can listen to it in your ear. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So true. All right. Well, thank you everybody for listening. We'll be back next week, probably still from our homes. And um, yeah, sorry, Mariah. I know. Um, We'll be back in the studio as soon as we can. And uh, we hope you all stay sexy. And salty. Bye. Yeah. And what's puberty? Puberty? Well, puberty's a lot of things. Here's the piece. When you hear about it first, it sounds very strange. Oh, if it really bothers you, you should see a doctor. Then at puberty, certain glands begin to work, and our bodies begin to change. It enlarges the penis itself, and there's a center opening between those two, which is called the vagina. The sex education you wish you had in high school. Maybe a diagram will help.